Welcome to episode number 149 of Taking With You for December 11th, 2011. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy.
There's my rendition of Angels We Have Heard on High. What do you think? I think it's pretty. Yeah. You like Christmas music? I do. I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. I love Christmas music. I like all kinds of music, though, don't I? Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of that, guess what? What? My new singles are out on iTunes. Okay. And which singles are they? They're the new ones from the Stargazer 2 album that I'm working on now. One of them is called Just Past Pluto. Mm-hmm. And the other is called So Many Moons. And you also have I Want to Be a Robot, Gunslinger, Cowboy on there, Yeah, too. I actually have three singles on um, on mm-hmm. iTunes and Amazon and CD Baby right now. Uh, gosh. And then, of course, my I've got four albums out. Mm-hmm. Got the, um, or three albums. Four? Three. Three. Four. Mm-hmm. Well, one of them is a double album. Yeah. Okay. But they can if you look up Rick Moyer on iTunes, you can see that. And boy, that would be fun if people bought those and, and downloaded them. They could have them for their own collection. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Yeah, and I've also got some new Trekmas music out, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun. Um, and people can download that for free over at ChristRocks.com slash Mary Trekmas. If you're into Star Trek and Christmas music, this is a wonderful combination. You yeah. love my Trekmas music, don't you? Oh, some of it. It's it's kind of cute. I know what your favorite one of all is. Which one? Uh, let me see. I bet it's this one. A Merry Christmas, we wharf you a Merry Christmas, we wharf you a Merry Christmas and a Kapla New Year. Oh, bring us some rocade blood pie, oh, bring us some rocade blood pie, oh, bring us some rocade blood pie and a side of fresh gawk. Gawk is always best when served live. We'll all go before the council. We'll all go before the council. We'll all go before the council and petition the chancellor. Oh, bring us the sword of Calus. Oh, bring us the sword of Calus. Oh, bring us the sword of Calus and a Klingon dagger. We won't go till we get vengeance. We won't go till we get vengeance. We won't go till we get vengeance. And our blood oath is done. A battle if we bring to you and your house. A battle with blood wine and a couple of new year. We wharf you a Merry Christmas. We wharf you a Merry Christmas. We wharf you a Merry Christmas and a couple of new year. We wharf you a Merry Christmas. We wharf you a Merry Christmas. We wharf you a Merry Christmas and a couple of new year. Wharf you a Merry Christmas and a Kapla New Year. Well, there you go. I knew that was your favorite. Well, not exactly. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, you know. I catch you singing that song all the time. No. It's 
especially during the Christmas season. Hmm. Well, it'll go along with what we're talking about today, though, and the origins of Christmas. The origins of Christmas? Aren't we talking? We're debunking Christmas. We're talking about what's myth and what's fact. Today is a very special mm-hmm. day because we brought back our Mysteries of the Bible. Back by popular demand, everybody. It's Mysteries of the Bible. Today's episode, Debunking Christmas. I love that theme song. I had to bring it back just for fun. And and how appropriate in the middle of Christmas. Yeah, that's awesome. So we're going to cover a bunch of really cool questions about Christmas today. Talk about what the Bible says about Christmas. You may be surprised at what it says because it's a lot different than you may Mysteries are... love that theme song. Well, we have some different things going on at our house right now, right? As we're podcasting, we asked our son to turn off his computer, and I guess, I guess he wasn't um, ready to be finished with his... He can play it. I don't care. His quest. You don't have um, to take it apart. Because he just took Where apart going? his whole computer. Where are you going with it? You can't go outside. I don't think your cord's long enough, is it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, mercy. <laughs> well, anyway, this has okay. been a pretty pretty massively crazy week, I can say um, that. I think it, it, it could so much stuff go going on. In, in the record books as being one of the most crazy weeks. Um, starting with, in my mind, Tuesday. Monday wasn't very exciting it was kind of a normal day wasn't monday a normal day for us oh i don't remember yeah i kind of was it it wasn't too exciting we can't remember it too much yeah and then um yeah i mean i got a bunch of projects done yeah and i remember i met you after work and and um we talked a little bit about our podcast and we ran some errands together and and then came tuesday and why don't you share with our listening audience about what happened on Tuesday? Wow. I uh, was working in Olympia. Yeah. And you were being a very good, loving husband. I was. And you decided to take out the recycling for me because it had been piling up in the kitchen. Yeah. And then. Then this happened. Crashing down Whenever you 
going out and I'm... Uh, oh, by the way, who who's that song by? We have to give them credit. So I'm going out and I take the recycling all the way out to the, um, the recycling bin because it was Tuesday. And I, I take the recycling and I pour it into the recycling thing and Jade's out there with me and... I go turn around and I'm bringing the. I had a bunch of recycling in the laundry basket because there was a bunch left over. So I'm coming back in with the laundry basket in my hands, and Jade runs under me and drops her Kong, mm-hmm. her little ball, right in front of me. And I tripped and um, I didn't see it. So I stepped on it and lost my footing. And the next thing I knew. You tried to fly like Superman. No, I didn't even try to fly. Oh. The next thing I knew, the pavement was rushing up at me. Mm-hmm. I was on the sidewalk. And. Um, I went face first right down on the ground. Um, Somehow, the laundry basket flew out of my hands and ended up in the middle of the yard. Um, I put out my hands to stop myself as I was falling straight down, um, as as well as my I bent my knees, and I hit full force with all my weight on my hands, and um, and then down on my my face, (laughs) and. uh, broke both my elbows. Uh, they they pushed the, the 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 hands, the palms of my hands pushed the bones up into my part of my arm and broke both my elbows at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So it was not very fun. I couldn't get back. You know, I sat there for a moment and I couldn't get back up because you couldn't use your arms. I couldn't push myself up. They were both up. broken. I didn't know that at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, Andrew, but um, Catherine came running out. And wanted to make sure I was okay. And so she's trying to get me up off the ground. And then we saw blood and we thought, oh, no. I thought maybe I had... Um, Put a bone through the arm or something. No, no, I didn't think that at all. I thought uh-huh. that maybe my... Because my, my glasses flew off. Yeah. And and I didn't feel anything on my head. But at this point, it was in shock, I think. Yeah. and Because uh, you broke both your arms. Well, I didn't know that, though. <laughs> How do you know? You know? Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm seeing blood all over. And, and I realized it was not my my head i thought it was my head at first but it wasn't it was my my one of my hands where i hit the pavement and uh, it was it had just kind of ripped a big gash in my hand Mm -hmm. so that was where the blood was coming from so Catherine was a little freaked out so then i got embarrassed because i'm lying flat on the on the pavement and you know people are going to be driving by my house yeah Mm -hmm. so i had Catherine go get one of our wooden chairs from the kitchen and uh, she brought it out and I uh, propped myself up on it. It was excruciatingly painful to do that. Of course, I didn't know at the time what was going on. So finally, I got up and I walked around a little bit to try and get my bearings. My knees were all gashed up and my glasses were broken and the the, the uh, uh, lens had popped out and the frames had broken. And then, uh, thank God, I had another pair, you know, so I could see. Mm-hmm. But I went into the house and sat down for a minute. And we kind of looked at things and I realized that uh, my arms weren't working correctly. Um, My right arm could move a little bit, but it felt like a big Charlie horse in the elbow area, and then my left arm wouldn't move at all. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, I'll give it a half hour until it loosens up because it's probably just a Charlie horse from falling like that, you know. Mm -hmm. I was wrong. Yeah. So when um, Andrew got home from... uh, And my daughter calls me panicking, and I told her to call 911, but you vetoed me and said no. No. Which she probably should have. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to pay for the ambulance and all that crap? No, well, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Well. No, I was fine. So hmm. 
So Andrew got home from work and I asked if he would take me up to the emergency room. So he put me in his on my truck because I couldn't get in his car. You would, you'd actually tried to go to the clinic first because it would cost less, but they said you called and they said yeah, they yeah. don't have x-rays there. So. so we went up to the emergency room and got there and uh, they checked me out and everything and then put me in the x-ray machine and all that jazz and... So I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. Finally, the doctor comes in and goes, did they tell you? And I'm like, what? And he says, you broke both your elbows. And then they kind of shook their heads because they'd seen people break one elbow, but never mm -hmm. two. Not at the same time. You just, you know, you've always been an all or nothing kind of guy. Yeah, and when well, you do something, you do it all the way. It wasn't my choice. I can tell you that. I would never yeah. do that again on purpose. Yeah. I mean, I didn't do it on purpose. It was it was pretty tough. We we needless to say have new rules when it comes to um, our dog. That <laughs> Wasn't now, I? if she has, if we play ball with her, we get the ball out, we play ball with her, and then we pick it up right away, and don't let her run around with it in her mouth when we aren't purposefully playing ball with her. Yeah. So we've learned the hard way. Yeah. Um, that. Yeah. That's not a good idea, especially if you're carrying something in front of you and you can't see what she's doing. But Yeah, so it wasn't a very exciting... Um, not a lot of sleep going on around our house Well, you know, last few days. Well, honestly, it, it's really painful, you know, and mm -hmm. they gave me pain pills and stuff, but I didn't want to... I don't like taking the opiate type of pain pills because mm -hmm. it uh, just kind of freaks me out a little bit, and I don't so like that. We've been trying to ice which reminds me we've been busy all day and we haven't iced your arm yeah i think at all today so we need to ice it supposed yeah, to be doing yeah. it every couple hours yeah. um and taking some ibuprofen i went to the doctors though yeah. on um a few days after that and uh they checked me out and said yeah you broke your elbows and then they um, referred me to a specialist a bone doctor on tuesday he's going to look at it and make sure nothing has to be done to the bones to make sure that they go back to the right place. So they, I guess that everything, it was in the joint where it happened. Mm -hmm. And both of the arms have the exact same x-ray. So they broke in the exact same places. Mm -hmm. And apparently it was right on the joint. So it's not, it doesn't have to be set, if that makes sense. Yeah. Let's hope it doesn't. But Well, uh, the, the left arm that you still really can't move. Um, we have a friend who's a doctor. Um and she said, well, there might be more soft tissue damage in that mm -hmm. arm, and that's why it's taking longer to get mobility back. Well, I'm just thanking I'm God sure. um, because, you know, as much as when bad things happen, it's easy to go, well, why does God hate me so much? I, I didn't think that at all. I just thought that was really stupid of me to not well, to, to let the dog have the ball when she doesn't We play. were thankful because when yeah. you hit your head, you were almost to the deck, and you ended up hitting it on the wood of uh -huh. the deck instead, of the, instead of the cement. So you came out with just one, one little, little scratch, scratch, and I think it was from my glasses. Eyebrow. Yeah, from your glasses breaking. Because yeah. you hit the glasses, and the glasses hit took skin, the right. impact instead of your forehead. Which so. was great. Yeah, yeah, you know. But you know what I'm really super glad for? What? Um, that it... it um, somehow God spared my right hand and it works so that I can mm -hmm. use the, the mouse on the computer the first day and I can text. It, the first day you could barely move your fingers, but um, you're moving your fingers pretty well on your right hand and your left hand. They you, move, but I can't can move use a it. little bit, but there's still no strength in them. But 
Yeah, Every I can't week, like I, like like today. Will. Today we I did a wedding for a couple, mm-hmm. and it was all I could do to hold the script in my hand to read yeah. to them. Um, I could I was going to take pictures, but I ended up having you and Catherine take the pictures mm-hmm. because I can't hold the camera, yeah. and I couldn't open the car door. That was really now that's a strange feeling to yeah. be sitting in the car waiting for somebody to open the door for you because I can't I don't have the yeah, strength. Yeah, well open the door. I have to open the door for you to get in. Then we have to put the buckle on. Yeah, because I you. can't see. I can't buckle myself. Yeah. And eating, at least I can eat. You know, before I, the first couple of days, <laughs> the first couple of days, I couldn't I, get my hand to my mouth. <laughs> I remember you wanted some Cheetos, and and oh, I was gosh. putting them in your mouth for you. And the way I eat Cheetos is, I like to just savor each little bit of cheesy goodness in them. Right, so and I I'm eat like one at a are time. You and then, How many of you eat Cheetos one at a time? Well, it's just like M&M's. I usually eat one oh, at a time, man, are too. you kidding? I put two or three or four in my mouth at the but same time. I like to savor the taste of the chocolate or savor And I the want taste. a mouthful of that taste. Hmm. Well, anyway, we eat food differently, so he's getting frustrated <laughs> that I was only putting one Cheeto in his mouth at man, a time. Man, I'll tell you what. Why waste the time? <laughs> I like just, to taste just it. Just get a shovel and pour it in. <laughs> so, But we got through <laughs> it. You know, we, we have... Um, some straws matter of fact our pastor um came over and a friend of hers came over um friend of ours too and they brought you some elf straws <laughs> i thought they were leprechauns oh, i was like oh they top were? of the morning to you i got like, the straws here elf but they straws. were elves yeah elves Yep, yep. Don't yep, yawn. I am so yawn. sorry. I don't mean to I'm yawn. Tired too, but it's, it's been a long it's week. It's been a long, long week. And last last night, you didn't get to sleep till four in the morning. And then we had to get up and get ready for the wedding. Uh, and, yeah. You know, so it was like, oh, it's not like you can really sleep in when you have a job that day. But um, I know, I know. But we're hopefully tomorrow um, we can start to get catch. Caught up. up on some things around the house and yeah, the church and so so that that was our experience and you know i want to say thank you to all those people online that mm-hmm. uh, i had no idea that just my son grabbed my iphone from me and gave updates from the emergency room uh-huh. people thought i was joking yeah they go two I, elbows are you kidding me no way no way yeah well, yahweh yahweh <laughs> <sighs> And yeah. now it's starting. It's funny. It's now it's just starting to bruise. It didn't for a couple, three days, but apparently, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he, I wanted to thank everybody for your well wishes and your prayers. And uh, we even had, uh, we had a friend of ours from over uh, back east that uh, gave us money and said, I hope this helps. I know there's more expenses when you're, you know, laid up like that. And some people were really concerned that I wasn't going to be able to work, you know, but like I say, God spared my, um, uh, my right hand. So mm-hmm. I'm able to talk and I've done a lot of auditions, but I haven't got any, any work. So just pray for me that I get work. And, uh, that was very kind of you, sir, to, uh, send us that donation. That was really nice of you. And then I've had tons and tons of people just wish us the best and be praying for us. And we've had people locally here bring us meals, mm-hmm. which has been, that was really nice. Yeah. We had um, my mother, my, Son's mother-in-law. Yeah, my son's they mother-in-law brought us, brought us lasagna, dinner, which was really and nice. My one of my best friends from way back, we're back in high school. Bringing us dinner tomorrow night. She's bringing us dinner tomorrow. Well, and night. what most people don't realize is that I do a lot of the cooking. Yeah, 
Well, because you're working. You're I, out. You're out working. I go and clean. It used to be the opposite. Yeah, I I clean homes and do yard work. So I'm gone during the day. Yeah, you know, and I have usually like a, a house I clean in the morning and house I clean in the afternoon. Sometimes a yard job thrown yeah. in there, and so I come home and I'm tired and. I, I don't usually want to cook. I don't usually want to do anything after I've yeah. been doing manual labor all day. So, um, you know, sometimes it's a group effort that my daughter cooks some of it and I cook some of it and you cook some of it. Or, or sometimes you'll just, you know, either you or, sh or she will cook all the meal. Um, and that's not so. working since I can't even, <laughs> I can't, I can't lift anything over a pound. I even yeah. tried. It was so funny tonight. You dropped me off at the local meat market. Yes, you got in trouble. And I bought some meat, and and uh, it was heavier than a pound. The the did items that I got. Did you use both your hands? I did. I used both hands to carry it in the shopping bag, which was I couldn't hardly do it. But I didn't. And realize. it was probably only about three or four pounds, but it was more than you were supposed to carry. You're only supposed to carry. Well, they said if you carry more than one pound, it's going to take a lot longer to heal, right. if it will. Yeah. You know, so they said, you know, don't lift anything at all to, you know, more than a pound. So I'm trying not to. And, you know, what's hard is um, like a big glass with ice in it is yeah. probably more than a pound. Yeah. So um, we have to be really, really careful at this point because we want your arms to Well, that to and heal. I don't want to drop things. I mean, right now I can't grip. I can't even open the front door. That's kind of embarrassing. You can't open the refrigerator. Can't open I can the door. If I can if I put both hands through and, and, and put my wrists on the fridge door and then pull back with my body, I can open the door. <laughs> okay, if you get desperate enough. That's right. You, you'll not starve. I'm not going to starve. But, um, but you can't open the front door at all. No. Or the car door. So it, it's yeah. an adventure this week. To say that, and I can't put the phone up to my ear either, so I have to use speakerphone. <laughs> Is yeah. that goofy or what? Yeah. Well, that's just life. Um, you know, I'm used to doing that in the car now because, you know, we're, we're Washington State's hand-free. We're not supposed to. Ha we'll get a ticket if we're holding oh, yeah, our cell yeah. phone. So right. I, I clip mine on top of my um, visor. Talk and I put speakerphone on if i need to talk but well the other thing too is um uh what was i gonna say uh, i don't remember We're talking now. about our crazy week yeah oh it, one thing i was thankful for and not you're not normally thankful if your children get laid off but in a way it was providential well, he just had something. a few days off is what yeah happened. my son ended up having like three or four unexpected days off and it was happened to be right it when happened it happened to be like yeah the the days so right you after didn't have the, to, you didn't have to lose work well yeah because i wouldn't have felt comfortable Leaving going to work if andrew hadn't have been here to yeah. help him because at first he couldn't get up he couldn't you know there's a lot of stuff going yeah. on and and, um, you know, of course, you were in a lot of pain, still are in <laughs> quite a bit of pain. But yeah. the first couple. D now, what is But it? I have a choice. I, I can either make the best of this or I can get all freaked out. I'm not going to yeah. feel sorry for myself because one thing I'm glad is it, and I'm hopeful for is that I won't have to have surgery or anything and that everything's going to just go back to where it's supposed to. Well, they said that we'll really the breaks were clean they were clean and they were they looked like they were in the right spot and we have an appointment on tuesday to find out with a orthopedic surgeon just yeah. to double check and make sure because we because you you know 
we couldn't do the podcast without your use of your arms, <laughs> without, um, you know, you couldn't do your I voiceover do feel, stuff. I feel a lot like a T-Rex arms. from Jurassic Park. Because your arms are both up there like that. Yeah, it looked like, <laughs> I would look goofy like a dinosaur that can't use his arms. Yeah. So I guess we're asking our podcast listeners for your, for prayers. Yes, at, please. Um, for prayer for speedy Rick's recovery. speedy recovery. They and say then, six to eight weeks. And then um, uh, several months ago, I had injured my wrists and uh, I've kind of re-injured them, helping you get out of bed, pushing you out of bed and stuff. So there you I, go, pushing me around again. I'm pushing him around. So my back and my wrists have been hurting too. So you can pray for me as I've tried to be a caregiver. I didn't want to wake up my son in the middle of the night. So here I am trying to... I I messed up my wrist. So yeah. so we're kind of feeling o- a lot older than we really are at this moment. And um, yeah. hopefully we'll both feel young again <laughs> soon. That would be good. <laughs> yes. So we could share a lot more that's going on, but we don't have time. We want to yeah. get into our cool subject for the week. So I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll play you a brand new Trekmas song that I wrote. And when it's done, we'll get right into our our subject this week, and that's called it's mysteries of the Bible. And we'll talk about um, Christmas. We'll debunk Christmas and find out a little bit more about what real Christmas really is. And I think you'll be surprised. But in the meantime, shall I pray? Pray? Shall I pray? Yes, I probably should. Shall I play for you? It's beginning to look a lot like Trekmas. It's beginning to look a lot like Trekmas As we boldly go Starfleet women and the men All going at Warp Factor 10 Making friends with alien races to know It's beginning to look a lot like Trekmas On the planet to which we beam There's foam made into rocks And science officers spot on our own Team. Romulan ale, a face that is pale, a galaxy full of stars Planets with life and peace from the strife, a colony settled on Mars The Prime Directive keeps us all from going way too far It's beginning to look a lot like Trekmas As we boldly go There's a ship in the shuttle bay The kind that will fly away Then we can go to San Francisco Bay It's beginning to look a lot like Trekmas There's nothing we can't do Take a seat in the captain's chair And let's go see what's out there Discover civilizations that are new Discover civilizations that are new
So growing up, I thought that um, I thought that Christmas was a lot of fun. How did you guys celebrate Christmas growing up? Well, um, my family celebrated a bit more of the spiritual side of Christmas more than the commercial side of Christmas or secular side. Um, we did distribute gifts and have a Christmas tree, but we sang hymns and read from the Bible as a big family. My grandfather had a big home, and we all crammed in there, and usually 30 or 40 of us, and had um, goodies that everyone brought that they'd baked, and, and, um, and it was... It was kind of a mix, probably, of, you know, normal tradition and biblical tradition of, you know, reading about Jesus' birth and and singing hymns. And um, so that was kind of how we celebrated, and that was Christmas Eve that we did that. We had our um, kind of, I guess some people would call it religious celebration Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day um, we would just gather for a meal in the middle of the day. Okay. Yeah. And that's how we celebrated. There there wasn't a lot of Santa Claus and um, Jingle Bells and, you know, things like that. But it was more um we enjoyed being together as a family, and, and to me, that's what I remembered is feeling loved and cherished by each other, and, you know, my grandmother always made us homemade um, um, slippers, knitted us slippers, and my, my grandfather always made little handmade toys, and it it sounds a little old-fashioned, but I liked it. I felt very loved, and it felt great to be part of a big family. Cool. And how did you celebrate, dear? I was waiting for you to ask me that. Uh, let me see. We celebrated, let's see, as far back as I can remember for Christmas, we always, well, when we lived in town, we had two Christmas trees. One was in the family room in the back of the house, and one was in the front room that everybody saw from the picture window. Mm-hmm. And so one was a designer Christmas tree that my mom made look special. Mm-hmm. And the other one was whatever we wanted to hang on it. So we had that. Um, my family gave a lot of different gifts. Um, so we had a lot of gifts under the tree. And we had stockings that we opened on Christmas morning. Christmas Eve we would spend with the extended family. And then Christmas morning, uh, at, some of the grandparents would come over a lot of the times and meet us early in the morning and we'd open up our stockings and do ex- gift exchange. And then we would, uh, we'd eat breakfast together and then play, play with our toys. And that was Christmas and have lots of food. We ate lots of food, <laughs> really good food. Food seems to be the central part the central of things, but we got together with a lot of family yeah. and we always had a big family. And so it was, uh, a lot of fun to see everybody, and mm-hmm. that's how I remember celebrating Christmas. Now, later on in life, obviously, Christmas changed a lot for me because we didn't really celebrate the spiritual aspect of Christmas at all. Mm-hmm. Not really. Not seriously, at least. Um, it was a, a long time till I even knew what Christmas was really all about. So that was an interesting thing. But uh, 
That's how we celebrated Christmas. Mm-hmm. So what I thought it would be fun today is to do a little debunking of Christmas. I asked you a series of questions. Mm-hmm. We were, we were um, since my arms aren't working correctly, um, I had you write down the questions. I just kind of said, well, these are the things that I think would be really interesting to, um, to talk about. You keep wanting to hand it to me or something. You, you don't want the list. You want me to keep the list. Well, I could, but I I don't know. You know, you probably couldn't hold the list. Well, I, paper's not too heavy. Okay. But I, I but I thought it would be really interesting to go over some of the ideas of Christmas because mm-hmm. sometimes we just take stories and legends and we kind of combine them together and we say this is what Christmas really is. But but since this is a mysteries of the Bible woo, program. I thought mm-hmm. it would be interesting to talk about some of the traditional things of Christmas, yet shed a little bit more light on things when it comes to what the Bible says about it. Mm-hmm. So the very first thing that I thought was really interesting mm-hmm. is if you read the Bible, you'll find that Christmas is never mentioned. That's correct. That, the that the, the word correct. Christmas is never mentioned in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And the actually the origins of the word Christmas is I believe it's from the Catholic Church. And it, it's Probably. the Mass celebrating Christ. Mm-hmm. So it's the Christ Mass, mass yeah. which gives us the word Christmas. So that's basically where that came from. And, and really, if you look at it, um, Christmas is now, not, not there. the Bible does tell Luke chapter 2, for instance, and all the Gospels tell mm-hmm. At that Gospels are just the first four books of the New Testament. Yeah. And there's a lot of scriptures in the Old Testament foretelling the birth of Christ. Uh-huh. So um, there was a promise with the, what our Jewish friends would call Messiah, right. which means a deliverer. Right. Uh, and there's promises of We're actually going to play those scriptures next week in the program. Okay. So people can hear the actual story from the Bible about Christmas. So... For this week, we'll just say they're in there about Jesus' birth. Um, There wasn't, of course, a holiday um, surrounding his birth. It was just just told about his birth. Um, It wasn't until about um, the 4th century where Christmas was adopted by the Catholic Church Basically, because there was a pagan holiday um, on December 25th, where I now <laughs> researching this, I um, I'm trying to figure out how to say these things very delicately, if possible. Why? Um, What's well, the- there were there was a week prior to December 25th mm-hmm. in which. So it'd be December 8th, 19th, what? Um, <laughs> anyway. Okay, the week before December 25th, uh-huh. the 17th of December to the 25th, during that period in Rome, yeah. Um, every form of debauchery <laughs> was practiced. Okay, now, okay, you're using big words here. Debauchery. Deba- First okay. of all, what does that mean? Oh, I'm trying to be. Okay. Every form of lawlessness was celebrated that week. So um, people did a bunch of illegal things or immoral things? Yes. 
What does that they mean? They damaged property. They injured people. They ran around the streets naked singing. Um, they they committed immoral acts all over, raping people and just... Okay, now how? why were they doing this? It was a period of darkness, like the week before winter solstice, which is December So this 25th. is like in that episode of Star Trek. Where they what, go crazy. Where they beam down to this planet where yeah. they, the guys have the, the, the brown robes and they have the, the, the time during when they all go nuts. Yeah, this is a time when they okay. all go nuts. All right. and, and, and this is real, this is true. This is true, this is historical. Okay. And then they had a person that they would select mm-hmm. for basically human sacrifice. Okay. And they would murder this person, and they they picked basically somewhat innocent man or woman, okay. and supposedly all of their um, their um, the Roman authorities believed that they were destroying the forces of darkness by brutally murdering this innocent man or woman. Okay, and. It was supposed to be destroying the darkness. And then after the winter solstice, December 25th, uh-huh. it would start getting lighter. Okay. Okay. So it's the darkest day, the shortest day, All you right. know, most darkness. And so anyway, they had this, it was called Santamalia. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. But it was that big festival where a big, massive pagan festival and so anyway it was a pretty destructive kind of festival and the christian church at the time the roman catholic church decided let's kind of redeem this darkness and put a christian face to it and so they decided to arbitrarily basically make jesus birthday December, or celebrate, celebrate birthday Jesus' day. birthday that day. And um, unfortunately, really, throughout the Dark Ages, not a lot changed. And there was still a lot of the same practices that went on um, with the lawless deeds and Im- right. immorality. Uh-huh. Um but then at the, at the end of that, they would have, you know, Christ Mass, and they'd have a church service and, and <laughs> talk about Jesus' light coming to the world. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Okay, well, that brings me to a very obvious question. Okay. <laughs> Does the Bible say what day Jesus was born on? It, it does not. Not at all. Um. You can, there are specific passages in scriptures that talk about the different rulers that were alive at the time. Uh And so you can get in a ballpark as far as the year goes. Um, So what what do most people think? What do the scholars think? The consensus is it's around 4 BC. Okay. Around, you know, because we can't know exactly, but... It doesn't seem that the the people who wrote down the specifics of the Bible uh-huh. really cared about the day Jesus was born. It wasn't significant. It, I mean, it was significant. 
as well, to far us it as, is. but but really, what Jesus came to do, what Jesus came to teach, who Jesus came to be, that was what was, was more important. More important than the day he was born. Okay, so what would if if they were going to do some estimates then, even though it's not in the Bible. What a histori- do historians say what date he was born on, or at least around where he was born? No, you know, a lot of this is kind of tricky because there, again, you you have a mix between biblical accounts uh-huh. and and customs and traditions that were largely influenced by pagan feasts and festivals and okay. so again the the catholic church um part of the reason why they picked december 25th was because it was about nine months after the supposed feast of immaculate immaculate conception, conception okay. which ironically which just is, simply means is around mm-hmm. easter which turned out to be another pagan holiday that was celebrating the fertility gods and so i i don't really put i don't want to knock anyone that that celebrates those feasts or anything but just know when you celebrate them they they were a they were an attempt by the church to kind of christianize the pagan holidays of fertility and of winter solstice and and I'm not pronouncing it right, but the Satumalia, <laughs> if I could speak Italian, I'd be better at that. But um, it they were they were Christianizing pagan holidays, and so there's quite a bit of influence there. Right. Um, well, and regardless of what they are now, I know why mm-hmm. I celebrate Christmas. It doesn't have anything to do with those kind of things. No, I mean, you can celebrate being together as a family. Sure. You can celebrate that you're grateful that Jesus came into this world, whether it was on that day right. or in the springtime. Okay. It doesn't really I, I didn't ask this question of you, but I'm curious what mm-hmm. you think. What do you think about people that are, like, really getting off on people um, saying you shouldn't you shouldn't celebrate Christmas because of that? What do you think about those kind of people? Well, you know, I think everyone has to do what their conscious, their conscious leads them to do. Okay. It talks about in the Bible, like, um, some people don't feel like they can eat m- certain kinds of meat because it was sacrificed to idols or whatever, right. or it was, you know, and, and yet other people can eat freely with, and it doesn't bother them. Um, I think you have to pray about it and do what you feel led to do. And like for both of our families, we grew up s- celebrating Christmas. And I think for for us, we celebrate the spiritual reason about about Jesus coming into the world, whether it was on that day or not. Right. We we celebrate um, him coming to the world and bringing his light into darkness right and you know to me it's more about family and about being together so but i you know i can't really knock people who don't celebrate it because the bible doesn't say you have to celebrate christmas or it doesn't (laughs) i mean there it isn't in the bible right 
So if you live your life according to the Bible, um, you don't have to celebrate Christmas to be a believer because it isn't a feast ordained by God. But there's nothing wrong with celebrating Christ coming. But there's nothing wrong for having a meal with your family or going to church. Or <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Okay, let's talk about another interesting myth in the Bible. Okay. Is it a myth in the Bible? I don't think a so. A myth in the Bible. Or no, I mean a myth a about myth the Bible. surrounding. Yeah. How about this one? Mm-hmm. No, okay, we've all seen pictures mm-hmm. of the nativity scene. Yeah. And this and is one I didn't really look up, but I, we've we've heard about this before. Okay, we've all heard these stories. Mm-hmm. And we've seen these pictures of this cute little baby in a in a hay manger, uh, like a food trough, you know, in a in a in a barn. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's the animals, and there's some shepherds, and there's some wise men, you know, kings offering him gifts and everything. We've seen Little Drummer Boy, you know, and we've seen those type of pictures and those images. And a lot of us even have a nativity set in our house. Mm-hmm. Let's talk for a moment. What does the Bible really say about where Jesus was born and about these wise scholars or these wise men that came from the East? Were they at the manger? And, you know, if if so, it'd be interesting to find out who they were and how they got there and all that jazz. So let's talk about that for a moment. First off, I guess, is was Jesus really born in a manger? Well, a manger, we talked about this last week. A manger is a feeding trough. I doubt that Mary climbed into a feeding trough. That was from a song, Away in a Manger. <laughs> no, but but Jesus was laid in a manger. Okay. Okay. Um, he, so in other words, that was his crib. Yeah, it was his crib. Um, yo, yo, it's Jesus' crib. Yeah. Well, if you look at the geography of the town of Bethlehem at the time of Christ, we've read that it was a small village at the time, and it's a larger place now, but at the time it was small. And more likely than not, the stable they were talking about was probably more of a cave. A cave? A cave. Like Batman? Well, not like Batman. Not like To the Batcave, Robin. But no, you know, like... To the Jesus Cave. In the Middle East, it wasn't uncommon if you had a hilly area to have um, caves that you could put your animals in. So the, they would like build into the, to the rock or into yeah, the side of the hill? Yeah, dig out. Um, okay, so caves. so maybe it was more of a cave than it was a barn. Possibly. I mean, I don't know anyone that has lived long enough to report to tell us that, yeah. firsthand. But, but if you if you look at what the scholars look like as far as as or looked at, like, like the archaeology and the archaeology, yeah, and the customs of the time and the historical archaeology, archaeology, yeah, anthropology. Okay, so maybe he wasn't born in the barn like you and I would know, like a red barn with the mm-hmm. with the tractor. And now I have a little wooden barn on my um, entertainment center that has a nativity scene in it. So I'm not, you know, making fun of anybody else who has one because I have one too. Well, we're but, debunking the but, myths surrounding yeah. this whole thing. So the Bible says. Mm-hmm. That Mary and Joseph came into Bethlehem, yeah, because they were coming back for the census. She mm-hmm. was pregnant. She was ready to give birth, mm-hmm. and there was no room for them at the hotel. Yeah, 
And so the somehow, some way, they got put out in the cave or the the main yeah. or the 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 uh, place where they kept the animals. Mm-hmm. So she gave birth in the barn, basically, in and the then yeah, yeah. So they w- wrapped him up in his in little swaddling claws, and they laid him in the manger because mm-hmm. there wasn't any room for them. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where we get that whole scenario. Yeah. Okay, well then then the other question follows. Um, was did shepherds really show up to see this baby? Shepherds showed up because angels told them in the field. So they had like this divine visitation. They had a divine visitation, like by close angels. encounters of the third kind out in the fields of yeah, Israel. Like this big angelic choir that sang to them and told oh, them, hallelujah. "Don't be afraid oh, that Jesus hallelujah. was born," and, hallelujah. and told them where hallelujah. to find him. So that the shepherds did run in and greet baby Jesus and Mary and Joseph. Um, the one thing I think you were thinking about was the Magi. Okay, well, yeah, let's talk about them. Okay, so we've all seen the the, the nativity scene. Mm-hmm. So you got shepherds, you got cow, you got a camel, you got sheep, and you got Mary and Joseph, mm-hmm. and you got this angel hanging on the top of the... <laughs> We, hanging out the we top don't of the, have an angel hanging on the top of ours. Oh, we could do. We could put Stripey up there. <laughs> he's not an angel. Oh no, he's not. Okay, so so um, angel hanging there, and mm-hmm. then you see these three decked out looking dudes from mm-hmm. the east that follow the star. So let's talk about that for a minute. Did the wise men really show up at the at the stable where they were staying? Um, probably not. Not there. And I'm how, not and saying how, that. How do we know this? Well, if if you look at when the wise man or the magi, the scholars is another thing you could say. They were probably like astronomers or you know people who studied the signs in the heavens. So they were like scientists, scientists of the time that were from the east. Mm-hmm. They um, came and talked to King Herod. And who was King Herod? He was the king of of Judea. Okay. And he he knew all the prophecies and all the yeah. They asked him where they might where they might find the king of the Jews. Now, now, okay. Well, let's back up for a minute. Why mm-hmm. did they in the first place even come? Isn't it because there was this this story told that when the star showed up, or this particular sign it, in the heavens showed up there was something significant yeah, that happened as well, a result there, of it there were scriptures in the old testament about about jesus's birth well and that there would be signs in the heavens um there are different astronomers that talk about that there were perhaps different signs in the heavens that had like the lion line up with um, oh, so all these the different constellations, like stuff. Virgo the Virgin, line right. up with Leo the Lion, line up with Jupiter the King, and so it all so led to this idea of a they, Messiah. Yeah, they and then they all when they lined up became like a bright star, right? And they saw the the and the Lion was the symbol for for Judah or Judea. Right. Um, and, anyway. A virgin giving birth. Birth to 
right. uh, the king, king right. in Judah. Right. So they followed so, this star thinking they were looking for the mis- a very special, special baby. Special king. Right. And that may have taken them quite some time. Sure. And the reason why a lot of scholars, biblical scholars, think it may have been up to two years is... When, so Jesus could have been two years old when they came? Mm-hmm. And they were probably in a house somewhere, not in a stable at that time. Well, yeah, I didn't think His, they, they um, just camped out in the stable the rest of their lives. Mary's husband was a carpenter. He had skills. You know, he probably Joseph, yeah. got some work. And, yeah. Um, so the reason why we think it could be up to two years is Herod, at that point, was afraid that a king was born that would take his place. To usurp him. To usurp him. And so he had all the children killed. That were two, that years, were two years old and younger. younger. All the male children. And this is this is why um, th- isn't this why they got up and they fled to a different Yeah, part um, of Joseph the was warned in a dream to um, leave and go to Nazareth. or No, they actually went to Egypt first and then back to Nazareth. Right. And so, so Joseph the, And so you can see actually in the Bible it doesn't say that they came to the stable. It it, it talks about them giving gifts mm-hmm. to to the baby, but it's, it probably was more like he was one or two years old. Yeah. But, you so know, that's kind of a myth-busting there. But again... We don't know. Again... Is it really important how old he was? No, maybe it, not. But no. but there is a possibility he wasn't an infant, right? Um, but it is fascinating if you study the gifts that they brought. They him. brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And um, the you know a lot of times we know about gold, sure. But frankincense and myrrh were not only costly like gold, but they were also um, healing um, sense and also burial. Um, like preservative. Preservatives. And so there's something that can be said. Why would someone bring a baby stuff for a burial? Well, maybe they knew something about him that yeah. other people didn't know. Fascinating. Yeah. Okay. So. So interesting things you could take. You can make a whole study out of what the wise men brought Jesus. But, but it does look good on the little drummer boy when they have those cool kings show up. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it looks good in the nativity scene, but it isn't necessarily true. So yeah. okay, so there's another debunking thing. Okay, so now what other questions did I ask you? This is interesting, isn't it? It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. What's another thing? Well, you we... asked, how did Santa get involved? Okay, with oh yeah, okay, all right. Because this is interesting because you and I have a difference when it comes to Santa. I I grew up thinking Santa was real. My uncles convinced me, and they'd even get on the roof and shake jingle bells, and I was just fascinated by by that whole scenario. It wasn't until later that I found out that he wasn't real. Ah, what? I gotta find my microphone. You're st- she's looking for. Okay. Her. She dropped her microphone. I found there the microphone. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like all ready to go, and oh, I don't have the microphone in my hand. Um, yeah. Well, like I said before, I don't know that my family really made a big deal about Santa one way or another. It just wasn't a a central part of our celebration. Um, But one interesting thing is that 
I know. I, I hope this isn't going to hurt your feelings at all. What? But Santa Claus wasn't there at the birth of Christ. I knew that. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay. Jolly old elves weren't at <laughs> Jesus' birth. Well, they were, he was at the North Pole, of course. <laughs> well, actually, he wasn't at the North Pole either. Oh, yeah? Um, Where does he live? The origin of Santa Claus um, was in Turkey in about... Um, Turkey? Turkey. All right. In about 270 AD. Okay. And um, he was... Um, Born in Turkey, and he became the bishop of um, Myra. Um, and he died on December sixth. And oh, that's that's really exciting. Yeah. Well. What? Okay. Huh? Okay. The December sixth has a significance, which I'll I'll tell you in a little bit. He became a saint in the nineteenth century. Um, but How the, does one become a, a saint? Um, I think the, the vote the, you in, yeah, like American the Catholic, sainthood. The Catholic Church cantonized him or sainted him, something like that. So, um, there's a lot of myths surrounding Saint Nicholas. Yeah, and that's where a lot of the gift giving came in, but not all of it, but part of it. And um, there's some really odd myths that I had never read before I researched this. Um, he was also called a saint of miracles. Nicholas, a miracle well, worker. Well, that makes it miracle on 34th Street. Uh-huh. Well, and there's like a, a magical, mystical aspect to some of the other saint or Santa Claus things. Um, well, part of his mystical or magical miraculousness. He could be on with the Beatles, the, the myth, magical mystery tour. The, the myth surrounding Santa Claus, the original Santa Claus, was that he raised people from the dead. And I'm not going to go into the whole myth or story surrounding that because they were rather gruesome. Oh. And Juicy. I mean, they would be something that I don't do even movie, think huh? Grimm's fairy tales could put on because they were so gory. Wow. It kind of reminded me of that Sweeney, um, that musical where they made... The Edward Scissorhands? No, hands? they made people into Sweeney Todd. They <laughs> made people into meat pies. It, it was that kind of gruesome. Wow. It, it was pretty gross. So... Um, <laughs> so some really interesting myths surrounding St. Nicholas. You can research that yourselves if you care to care to be grossed out. But, but I mean, didn't he basically, he, they he supposedly raised people from the dead. Like, but they were like body parts. But yeah, they were chopped up. Wow. People. Wow. And, See, Santa's even more cool than we thought. Yeah. Well. Wow. The, these were the myths surrounding St. Nicholas. I knew it. Um, I, you know, I'm not sure if I totally... If you believe in Santa Claus... That's really pushing my belief system right there. But <laughs> some of the other parts that are a little bit more believable to me, even though the myths vary slightly, there's several different myths about this particular St. Nicholas. All right. 
Is um, Santa in the Bible at all? Santa, the word Santa is just the word saint. So there are lots of saints in the Bible as far as... But not particularly St. Nicholas. Not particularly St. Nicholas. He came afterwards. Yeah, he came several hundred years after. (sighs) Um, But where we get the idea of Santa Claus possibly, partly, comes from the myth or the stories that there were um, several young women in the town that he lived in uh-oh. In Turkey that were very, very poor. Oh, whew. And I thought it was going to be a bad story. Back in that time, um, in the third century, fourth century. I'm glad Santa wasn't a player. Um, it wasn't uncommon for poor women to be forced to go into prostitution oh. to earn their living. Okay. If they didn't have their money for a dowry, so that basically, you know, Without a dowry, um, generally a man wouldn't marry a woman back then unless they had some money. major bucks behind them. Which you know doesn't we don't understand. We have a different culture, um, but in that day and age, if you didn't have a dowry, you didn't have a husband generally. And right. so, so the only way you could get work was to sell your body. Yeah, there weren't right. there weren't a lot of colleges and careers um, for young women at that time. Okay. So, um, so how does Santa enter into this? St. Nicholas, at the time, he was just Nicholas, the priest that lived in the area. He had a large inheritance, um, but he didn't really want to use the money. It was his parents had died young and left him with this money, and he had dedicated his life to the church and to serving Christ. So he decided that he would anonymously give um, each of these girls a bag of gold. And there's variations on this story. Some say he gave three bags all at once, just threw them through the window. Some bags say that he gave them one some a year. Bags, some bags say? Or some stories. Some old bag says. Hey, some of the stories. Here. Some of the stories. Somebody keeps hitting me with this big thing full of gold. Okay, you better be quiet or I'll hit you with a bag full of gold if I had any, which I don't. Please. So, please do. <laughs> some of the right stories say that he, oh no, it's already black and blue enough. Some say he threw one bag through the window every year for three years. Bag of gold. Bag <laughs> not, of not a bag. <laughs> I'm sorry. This Don't is throw me to the window. Ah! <laughs> this has been a long week. Okay. So, and some say that he gave a bag of gold okay. to each of the girls when they were about to come of age to marry. Okay. So at different So they times. had a dowry. So they had a dowry. And they could get married. Um. Then... What comes closer to the mythology of Santa Claus yeah. was um, that on, when the third bag was delivered, that he didn't. He'd heard that the father was looking for no. for whoever no. gave it to him, and no, he's Sorry, not my saying dog it to is, me. My dog is trying to jump on my shoulder. That is, yeah, your arm. So. That he went up on the rooftop and he threw the bag of gold down through the chimney 
And another story goes on further to say that the daughter's stockings were hanging by the chimney. And it fell into the stocking. Fell into the stocking. So how did Rudolph get into the picture? Um, you know, that didn't come till like the 19th century. That was very recent with a poem that was written about. Well, no. No, 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 no. He was a very special ranger that was born with a gift. But all the other rangers made fun of him because of okay. it. Okay. And they even laughed, and they called him names. But then, one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? That's how it rhymed. Okay. Well, then guess what? what? All the reindeer loved him. It was a peer pressure thing. And they shouted out with glee that Rudolph, that red-nosed reindeer, because they didn't have the red nose, he'd go down in history, and he did. Okay, that really didn't have anything to do at all with the original St. Nicholas. Uh, Nothing well, at should've. all. So that was that was the St. Nicholas that, that was actually the real person. There's also a couple other figures throughout history that have influenced what we today think of as Santa Claus. Okay. Was um, one of them Herbie the Elf that wanted to be a dentist? No. Oh. Um, they were basically pagan and Germanic um, Celtic gods, like um, Odin. Okay. My an- our, an- our Norwegian ancestors worshipped Odin. Odin. And he was kind of a, a Father Christmas, a white-bearded um, father, like, Kind of God okay, right. guy okay. thing, and and so people got Santa and it, from him. and he actually this is where the reindeer came in, <gasps> is that Odin actually had this this creature like this eight legged horse that leapt really far distances at at a time, mm. and that's kind of the evolution into the flying reindeer. Wow. Yeah, and that's totally pagan. There's nothing Christian whatsoever. Donner Blitz and Cupid that. Vixen. Um, that was his name. The, okay. the thing that leaped, Donner. No, it, it wasn't. Donner Blitz no. and Vixen. I actually read what the name of the horse was, Dancer, but Prancer. it didn't seem important for me to write down. Okay, at the time. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So anyway, okay, so there was Nicholas another... merged with Odin, and yeah, the two you became know, one. and he looked. And he took on, instead of the Middle Eastern appearance, he took on more of the appearance of... The white beard and the all that The white beard and kind of merged so the, into when did the red suit come Father in, you know? Christmas. The red suit is more of a a Western thing. Jade, Jade, no. And Jade, Jade, here, come Jade. Here. No. Um, the the red suit is more of a contemporary thing. In England, they actually had a Father Christmas that wore a green suit. Figures they'd, you guys, why did you have to do it green? It's supposed to be red. Well, you got to realize. Okay, Daniel, Mike. You got to realize that the origin of so December 25th is a, it was a Odell. high pagan day. So they worship trees. And All they worship nature. And, uh, you know, Father Christmas, he was green. Got it, got it. He was very politically correct. He was green. He was green. Yeah. So, you know, basically, the whole Santa Claus, I hate to tell you, but there yeah. really isn't anything to do with, with Christmas no or Bible. the Bible. No Santa Claus in the Bible. Not Jesus' birth. 
Okay. It, All right. Okay. It was adopted. So debunking Santa, there, right there. Yeah, Santa Claus. The the whole gift giving. You asked about that, and this that is was, where that I was brought my next it. One I was gonna December sixth. Okay. Okay. This is no, where. Well, I, let me ask the question first. <laughs> Why do we give gifts on Christmas? Okay, this is where I was going here. That was the next. I one. mentioned. Is December, it in the Bible? Well, some people could say we give gifts because. The wise, the wise men, men gave, gave gifts, gifts to Jesus. But the, you got to realize the early church is mostly Jewish. So they didn't they didn't have any Christmas. Um, Christianity started out basically a Jewish sect. Most of the f- first few thousand believers that believed in Jesus were Jewish, just like Jesus was. So they practiced the Jewish holidays. Um, they didn't ha- celebrate Christmas. They didn't give gifts on December 25th. Okay. Probably because it was a Roman pagan holiday. Right. They didn't um, want to do th- be part of that. They didn't want to be part of that. But there were some historical reasons during that had gift giving by the Romans where they actually made people they despised. The rulers made people despise, give them gifts. Okay. That was some gift giving on December 25th. Another thing, as they incorporated St. Nicholas Mm -hmm. into the whole Christmas, adopting, you know, transforming the pagan holiday into somewhat Christian holiday, was, um, um, did I say December 6th? Yeah. I did. Which was the death of St. Nicholas. Ah. On that day... Traditionally, they had feasts and parades and gave gifts uh, on to celebrate his December sixth. Yeah, to celebrate so his Santa life. Santa has his own Christmas. <clears throat> yeah, and um, there's kind of a, you know, some people, yeah, some people might even consider a Saint Nicholas cult kind of thing uh. that went on. And but as a church, kind of adopted more of Saint. Nicholas stuff, they moved that to distribute gifts on December 25th. Uh, okay. To go along with the holiday that they had that adopted. That they adopted from okay. the right. Roman pagan holiday. Well, this was fascinating. So, you know, I don't know really what to tell people. I do. What? We just told them where, where the original... Okay, that's sec- the, the origin. But that's, but that's do what not, you want with okay, it. All right, so... Yeah, exactly. But here we go. Now let's talk. Now we're going to end up by talking about um, why do you and I celebrate Christmas? What's the point? What what's what do you celebrate Christmas for, Amy? Well, I think the older I get, the more I just value spending time with family, uh-huh. and I think all the time should be. Every day should be a day to celebrate the fact of what Jesus did for us. I think having, I think the organized church, their point of having kind of a spiritual calendar took a, took people through the momentous events in the life, death, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was kind of a way, especially through the Dark Ages, um, there wasn't a lot of literacy. 
So these traditions, <coughs> that they kind of took over these pagan holidays and they Christianized them, so to speak. They gave them certain events. How does this have anything to do with you celebrating Christmas? Well, what I'm trying to say is that I think every day should be a day to remember what Christ did for us and why he came and what our response should be to that. Um, but since we both grew up with the tradition of Christmas and making special cookies and decorating the house. And a meal. And a special meal. Giving gifts. Giving gifts. You know, it's just a time to celebrate. Watching the Christmas specials like Rudolph and Frosty. Oh, and I don't like Santa those. Claus is coming to town. But to, to us, it's part Claus. of family and part of having traditions as a family. Yeah. And so that's kind of why we still do that. I I think that possibly the way... I celebrate might change even more as our children are raised. Um, you might not, because I don't know that you will ever grow up. But what, what is that <laughs> supposed to mean? <laughs> if you sit on my lap today, a toy, a kiss is the price you pay. Well, I'm just hamburger meister meister burger. A yo-yo. A lot of people say that, I love yo-yos. A lot of people say that Christmas is for children, and um, and I think you still are a little bit. Thanks. I love you though. Yeah. Well, Christmas is a good thing. Yeah. Well, I enjoy Christmas. You know. Uh, yeah. So, ha- what do you think about Christmas now that you know all the pagan roots and? You know, the human sacrifice and the well, the week of debauchery and all that. I think if you if you put one foot in front of the other, oh, no. soon you'll be walking out the door. Okay. That's what I think. Yeah, I think you've done a little too much ranking and bass throughout your life. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. People probably don't even know what I just talked about. I think they do. You think they know what Rankin and Bass is? Oh, what a good girl. Oh, what a good boy. The cheesy clay stop animation. Those are fantastic (laughs) specials. The abominable snowman. He was the worst. Yeah. Yes, really. But I have to tell you. Bumbles bounce. That that, um, ride, the Matterhorn. Yeah. I went on that at Disneyland Did when I was 12. they have a bumble 12, there? And they have one of those abominable snowmen. I can't even say. Yeah. You know one of they those They reach big, out and try to get you? Yes, they do. Oh. And on the ride. And But I don't want to be an elf. Somehow when we t- when I took Catherine to Disneyland when, we, I want to be when a she was nine, yeah. there was only one roller coaster that we didn't have time to ride on. Guess which one it was. Matterhorn. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad. So sad. Huh? She wanted to go on that one. And no, no, we don't have time. <laughs> You're scared of him. I didn't want to be attacked by the snow monster. Well, if they don't again. have teeth, then they can just gum you. Oh, that's right. Because he was a dentist and yeah. he pulled his teeth. I now forgot. get into elf practice. <laughs> do, you, do you think the one at Disneyland didn't have teeth? We are Santa's elves. It's so scary how well you can do all those voices. 
I've been Do you think that's why that's why you get the I'm Mr. Heat Miser. I'm Mr. Sun. I'm Mr. Green Christmas. I'm, I'm Mr. 101. Ah, <laughs> some people call me Heat Miser. Whatever I touch starts to melt in my clutch. I'm, I'm too, too much. much. Du, du, du. I, oh, I can't believe I got into that. <laughs> okay, I just have heard this these way Mother too much. Dear. Okay, go ahead. What? What? I just heard these way too much, and they have nothing to do with the birth of Jesus. No, Christ. they do too. Okay, tell they me. They do. There's a there's a few. Uh, remember. Well, there is in Santa Claus is coming to town. Yes, there is. There is one yeah, scene yeah, where they're standing spiritual. by a Christmas tree, and they talk about offering looking. gifts to baby Jesus. Well, because it was the holiest the special night, holiest night, night of, of the, the year. year. Which you know, really, it really wasn't Jesus' birthday that day. But what? We don't ruin know it, that. party pooper. But Every anyway. party has a pooper. Yeah, but. But I'm glad, at least, I guess my thing is, at least they honor Christ somehow in there. And they, you know, I I, I think they were alluding to the fact that Jesus was born on that day. Maybe we should do a whole podcast on the Rankin and Bass specials. Do you think so? No. No, I don't think so either. People probably listen. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. They were pretty cheesy. Yeah. Very cheesy. Now they're in high definition cheese. And so you can see every wire. High definition cheese, ranking and best. You can see every wire and every piece of fishing line and everything. Whatever. Yeah. You make fun of it all you want. <laughs> it's real, I tell you. It's all real. Well, all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining yeah. us for this great show. I it was a lot of fun. We didn't waffle on too much. <sighs> Meds and Kel would be proud of us. We're good at waffling on. And I did it all without my elbows. Did he ever tell us what wassailing means? Here we come, a wassailing, a wassailing. I don't know the rest of this song. There's a lot of silly um, Christmas carols that we don't really know the meaning of. (laughs) That's true. But, you know, some of my favorite ones... Are ones that talk well, about the birth of Jesus. We're like, going to share a bunch oh, of music. Holy night. Well, next week we're going to share a bunch of music, and, some um, and then of course one of our uh, December twenty fifth is a release date for our our podcast, and that one will be solely um, Christmas music and some different readings from the Bible and mm-hmm. different stories about Christmas. And that's all that's going to be. So it's going to be really cool. Ah. We'll take a little bit of time off to enjoy our family. and But we'll make sure we put out a podcast that you could play for your family on Christmas. If you have a little... It'll even come out a couple of days early. If you have a trip to your family's house yeah. or grandma's house or... You can take it over the river listen. and through the woods to grandmother's house you listen go. Listen to the podcast with the whole family. The horse knows the way to carry the sleigh through the sleet and driving snow. Okay. And there's bells on bobtails that make it bright. All right. They do. Silver bells. Uh, You want me to go, don't you? Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, (laughs) thanks for joining us for Mysteries of the The Bible. Bible. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) The Christmas version. That's right. I hope everybody enjoyed it. If you have any comments or suggestions or whatever you want to do, we'd love to hear from you. We only get a few every once in a while. We get 
some now and we then. We have some really and, faithful and they really, folks. They that, really mean a lot when someone yes. takes the time to please jot us a little note. Right. Just how can they get a hold of us? Oh, Amy, dear. Well, um, they can email us at Amy at Taken With You or Rick at TakenWithYou.com. Mm-hmm. They can get a hold of us on Facebook. Yes. Where they can do um facebook.com forward slash rick.moyer or facebook.com forward slash amy.moyer yes you can see the blog the video Um, blog i don't think we have a comment section video blog on um on taking with you taking with you but you can email us our email address all this information is probably on our website yeah but how can they get to the video blog our video blog we have a video blog yeah is that's um YouTube? Yeah, Rick Moyer, YouTube. S- Rick Moyer seven seven seven. Got it. Forward slash YouTube dot com. No, no. YouTube dot com slash Rick Moyer seven seven seven. I'm sorry. You can tell how often I go there. I click on it when you put it on Facebook. Ask me what my favorite favorite Christmas quote is. What is your favorite Christmas quote? Eat, Papa. Eat. Who ever heard of a skinny Santa? You know, Santa has nothing to do with Jesus' birthday. Well, he does to me. <laughs> yeah. It was a wonderful gift given to me. Okay. Yeah. All right. So there. <laughs> so. Right. I'm going to go get your stocking ready. We don't do stockings anymore. <laughs> we did when the kids were little, though. Would you like a yo-yo? No. I love yo-yos. <laughs> the dog or the dog the cat dropped my mouse which is funny because now i gotta find it the cat and the mouse mm-hmm. in this funny, case it was a cat. laser mouse that was funny the cat was playing with the mouse it wasn't playing he just knocked it off the yeah our cat does that ow 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 okay <laughs> all right everybody thanks for joining us merry hand. christmas and uh, for all you geeks out there, we'll close with this right now. And uh, just remember uh, some of my favorite and geekiest things. Uh, Merry Christmas. And one last thing. What? This has been a Moira Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2011. All rights reserved. Okay. That sounds good to me. Did that sound professional? Very professional, everybody. <laughs> Hey everybody, Merry Christmas! Star Trek on cable and movies in IMAX iPhones with apps that don't require payback Static free packages complete with bling These are a few of my geekiest things Cream-colored towers with drives that play Blu-ray. Cell phones with touchscreens and Xbox that we play. Sci-fi is playing a monster that stings. These are a few of my geekiest things. Big screens that play at a high resolution. Cars that use electric to save on pollution. My cue on Netflix, just what does it bring? These are a few of my geekiest things. I've got terabytes when the iPod sings When I'm feeling sad I simply remember my geekiest things And then I don't feel so bad 
We're all just waiting for the new movie. Kirk and the crew are young, hey, they are groovy. Enterprise being built in dry dock things. These are a few of my geekiest things. Doing the Vulcan salute to my family. A life-size John Luke cardboard cut outstanding. Watching the reruns, yes, I have them free. These are a few of my geekiest things. Logging on to the Treks in Sci-Fi Forum. Chatting with geeky friends, what a decorum. Writing a character in RPG. These are a few of my geekiest things. When it's Sunday, Rico's fun day. When I'm feeling sad, I simply download my favorite cast. And then I don't feel so bad. Merry Christmas, Trex and Sci-Fi.